Hi everyone, hope you are well and thank you so much for listening for my previous podcast. My name is Orshi and this is Biz Talk and today I'm bringing you an interview with a coach called Jujana Rechei and we are talking about coaching generally and uh, what techniques uh, coaches are using and why is it important to get coaching and i honestly honestly recommend every single business owner to have at least one coach because you never know but i think that one person just gives you a different perspective and that can level up your business so i'm not gonna take so much time away here is the interview. Thank you very much for accepting my invitation. Thank you for inviting me. You came to the UK about 10 years ago. What was the motivation behind it? It was work. So I've been outside of Hungary for a while. Originally I moved out to to Brussels. I worked in Brussels, Germany in retail banking and uh, I joined Barclays in the UK that brought me to the UK. And then you stopped here or was it for like a, a short period of time, like a contract work? No, that, that's a very good point because originally I was planning to stay for two to three years and was going to move back to, to the continent. But things have changed. I settled down. I started to appreciate the opportunities in the UK. I settled down here. still enjoying it. Great. You do work for Barclays. I do. In the banking sector. But you also also a coach as well. Can you tell us what is a coach? What is a, I mean, we're not talking about like an exercise coach or trainer. We are talking about a life coach or a corporate coach or career coach. So what is a coach? That's a very good question. So coaching to me means working with people to help them unlock their potential. We work with people. We work with people within in an organization, outside of the organization. The topic can cover a wide variety, but the key point is that we are working with them to achieve their dreams and typically they can achieve what they really want with a coach faster in a more effective way than they would do without a coach. Can you give an example? What can a coach help you with? Okay, so my specific interest is is career coaching. And within career coaching, I'm dealing with individuals who are getting to turning points in their lives. And this means, for example, being on maternity leave. And after that maternity leave might put things into perspective. You might change your priorities. You might realize that you don't necessarily want to go back to what you did before. You need something something you need to be passionate about to work for leaving your little one at home. So I've been working with a few women who totally changed their career and found something what they much more passionate about and give them the flexibility what they need to care for a little one. Am I getting this right, saying that you actually helping people to find their passion and then throughout their passion they actually get their dreams or visions? That's very true. So, and that is really true in another area which I'm working with. Those people who are working in big organization, but they are getting to a point when they are not really enjoying it, they are not as motivated as before, their career is plateauing and this is where it really comes down to real passion what really drives you what really motivates you I help them we we dig down deep we find those elements which they are really passionate about and then it can lead to that they might find it within the organization maybe not within the organization but in the same industry 
Or sometimes it means that they start something totally different. If someone comes to you as, I need a coach, where do you start? <laughs> what brought you to coaching, I would ask, most probably, as a, as a client. So <laughs> the client should have an idea that what is a coaching or what a coaching is all about, right? There is, typically there is, which sometimes it is slightly different than what I have in mind about coaching. There are several similar interventions to coaching. So there is mentoring, there is consultancy, and there is a part of coaching which is more directive than the coaching what we classically, who trained by the coaching academy or, or the ICF, follow. In this case, I sit down with my potential clients and we talk about what their experience with coaching, if they have any, what their expectations about the result, what they could achieve through coaching, and then we get to the same understanding, then we can start working together. you kind of like a personal trainer, hmm. but in a not in the physical world. <laughs> yeah. So is it regular? And then if it's regular, then how regular it can be? Th- that's again a very good point. It, it is regular. So how typically we do it, if we set a time period, we would like to achieve something together with the client. And this, this depends really on what the client would like to achieve, how big the, the goal is, how specific the goal is. But what I normally offer is packages. So we say that it's either uh, six, typically six, 10 or 12 sessions and then the sessions follow each other typically every two three weeks i like leaving enough time for my clients to actually experience action develop between sessions yes. session. here again it's more a typical one-to-one coaching and then actually love working with two different type of businesses one is more like the SME type of businesses where small medium-sized companies where they are not as resourceful as some of the big organizations in big organizations you look around you find solutions internally for whatever you want for example Barclays as well but the medium-sized companies really appreciate very specific targeted external help and this is where I call it uh, coaching with the flavor of consultancy because I've got nearly coming up to 20 years of business experience I can actually help them with just shaping their business directions as well or shaping their thinking about their strategies in certain functions or business areas and here it might go beyond one-to-one coaching I'm coaching the leader and it's very typical that I coach the leadership team as well, to make sure that they've got a common passion, as you call it, a common objective, that they work very effectively together. And in this case, I actually use a certain personality typing method as well. It's called DISC, D-I-S-C, which helps the team the individual and the team to understand themselves, the dynamics between, and how they can communicate more effectively with a different type of personality. And the last, the fourth and and last area, as I I mentioned earlier, is the small businesses, where it's really more like a startup. Those businesses who are just about kicking off, they are, it might be a single person or just a few people, where it's more like a consultancy flavored with coaching. That is where I have had some experience with, with startups, personally helping uh, and co-founding a, a business with the family as well. So I use my experience there, but also I'm using a coaching approach to consultancy, i.e. I truly believe that the people who I am coaching know the answer the best, and I'm trying to find the right answers to the questions while obviously leveraging the knowledge and experience I have got in business. It's interesting that you mentioned medium-sized businesses. Obviously, I can imagine that usually the 
leader of that organization or business goes to you and say that, well, I need help Mm -hmm. one way or the other. And then along the way, he or or she realizes that, well, actually my team needs a help, it's not just me. But it's not necessarily that the team buys in. What do you do or how do you find a solution for that? That's, That's a very true question. And it's a very typical way that we start with the leader. The first step is that the leader buys into my methods. So he experiences, he or she experiences the process we are going through, the tools, what I'm using. And then we agree that how we can potentially apply it to the team. And how I typically do it is that I have one-to-one discussions with the leadership team members, or at least the key key members if it's about the, uh, the big team. Either those who are the most influential one or defined by the leader that there might be some people here who are actually a bit more skeptical than the others. So I have one-to-one discussions about how they see the team functioning, how they see what the potential problems are. And just by actually involving them into the process, involving them addressing the problems, what they see as a problem, helps to get them on board. And then I can actually adjust how much I talk about what tools I'm using or what my approach going to be. And there is still, there are cases when there are people who are buying in less than than the others. I'm always saying that the more you invest into it, the more you are going to get out of it. It doesn't mean that the others won't actually benefit, benefit from it. But I might be lucky, but I haven't experienced any extreme cases. There are some certain tools, and this is why I mentioned DISC earlier, which is a fabulous, very powerful tool to convert those people who don't necessarily believe in magic, as they might use what I, what I do. And that, that is a relatively simple personality typing, which I can use in a way that I can easily describe situation, people on a very, very simple basis. And I've seen this several times that that actually impresses people and gives me some credibility that I can actually help them through the process. You were talking about that, yeah, it usually comes from the leader who approaches you and then later it can uh, go down to a lower level as well. Does it happen at all vice versa when you have someone comes to you and, well, I need coaching because maybe that person realizes that, well, actually my company could benefit from this coaching and then how the leader can buy into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my experience is on this end is more with the small businesses. So small businesses where the decision-making process is easy and quick, they are run on a more or less an equal basis where somebody brings me in, either referral or we work, work together, appreciates what I'm providing to the person individually and understanding me a bit more can see that actually I can provide more and that can sometimes go into to, to do direction, providing more coaching or providing a bit of consultancy. And here is where, where the two can be combined on a, on a business level. The bigger the organization is, the, the processes are more complicated to get on. So, so there we, we're talking about PSL lists, uh, getting, getting on certain provider uh, lists. So sometimes it is not that straightforward for a smaller provider to get on and actually get get bigger uh, bigger deals. So I would say that my personal experience, small business, yes, definitely. 
mid-sized businesses towards the, the, the larger sizes. It is more either classic executive co coaching coming from the top or it's more individual coaching. I want to take you back to Hungary for a second. Okay. Because in Hungary, coaching is it's more and more popular, mm -hmm. but it's something new. Is it something new here as well? Is it something that actually recently people are just realizing that, oh, well, I can get a coach you know, in my life, and then I can put my life into the right direction. Or in the UK, it's always been there, and just because of the circumstances, we, we just see them more often. So UK has been definitely uh, ahead of some, some of the other countries, including uh, Hungary. So coaching has been present for, for quite a long while. But recently, and this might be linked slightly to the economical changes, the, uh, the professional directions became more popular in the, the UK. So you see that uh, with the economy changing, more and more people are starting out new individual directions, what they can, what they can provide as an, as an individual, what services they can do outside of certain organizations. So that's definitely increased. As you see that there is more consultancy around, there is, there is more hiring and resourcing consultants around, coaches have been booming as well. Now what's really interesting is that the, that the ICF, the International Coaching Federation, is doing a really good job actually defining the ethical codex and getting coaches down on the route of getting the proper qualification because th this is really important for, for us who believe in this that this is a profession where we need to follow certain guidelines and providing services in a rather consistent way so this is definitely a, a trend in, in in the UK coach generally speaking is not an advisor as such you advising but or you could advise but you you wouldn't for me as you said that you know there is like an ethical codex saying therefore you're not just advising to a small business or an individual that well this is what you should be doing right absolutely right i personally don't even use the, the word advising that's when i'm talking about consultancy that is about telling when it's about coaching it is asking so coaching is helping clients through specific questioning techniques which help the client to understand themselves, their motivation, their passion, their strengths, their goals, their dreams, and through that actually help them to define what the best options are for them and help them to define the actions, what they set for themselves. Because, you know, if you define it for yourself, that is much more powerful. That is proven that when you set something for yourself, you are much more inclined to actually do it than okay. if you are told. But, you know, you can say that, I don't know, from tomorrow, I'm going to stop drinking coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And then I do it one day and I do suffer because, you know, if you have been a really coffee yeah. drinker who has, you know, five coffees yeah. a day, it's very hard to, you know, to stop one day or the other. Yeah. And then another day goes, it's just like a diet. And mm -hmm. then you just go like, oh, I'm starving, you know, let's mm -hmm. just have just one. And then you actually not really achieving your dream. Mm -hmm. I think that your role is very important here. The clients are accountable to you. 
-hmm. right? Yes. So, so yeah, let's, let's take this example. I, I, I like this example. So that could be, could be a goal that a client come to me that they, they want to, to have a healthier life, which and coffee is part of that. They want to give up coffee. How I would work with this client, okay, let's step back. So what is your underlying motivation? What do you really want to achieve? What, what is that coffee? Why are you doing that? Is it really because you want to live forever? Is it because you want to run a marathon? You can, you can have, is it because I want to get my husband off it? That can be several motivation behind. So I make sure that we understand what is the real underlying motivation for that. Once we understand what the motivation is, then we define what we really want. Is it really that you want to give up coffee? Or is it maybe something else which can make you achieve what you really want? Mm -hmm. Okay. And once we define that, which might be the coffee or, or might be uh, something else, then I help you to find options how you can do that. I.e. it can be that, yeah, I give it up from tomorrow onwards, or it can be, oh, maybe that's not the best solution for me. Maybe I gradually decrease it. Maybe I have a thrive body and I agree with my husband that we never drink coffee anymore. There can be several options, but I help you to find the best solution for yourself. And as a last step, we set actions. I help you to set actions. Okay, so now I go home, how am I gonna get started? What are those steps I need to, to do immediately to get this change happen? I plan it very specifically with you. And then we meet in two, three weeks time. And then here your point comes that, yeah, I will ask, how are you getting on with that coffee? And then it will be interesting to see what the result can be that, yes, I'm on track, brilliant. Or it can be, oh no, I, I gave it up on the second day. So then we go back that, did we really find the right motivation? Is it really what you want to do? Or is it really the best way how you can achieve what, what you want? So I help you to understand what's behind, what is holding you back, actually not doing what you decided to do. So we create a new plan, and sooner or later, typically sooner, the plan will work, you will get to where you want to get to. Which coaching you prefer, or which one that you really, really like? Is it one-to-one -one coaching, or like life coaching, or career coaching, or when you go into a small business and have them start up? Which is your preference? Which is your favorite? I love all of them. I love the results. I love seeing my clients, be it an individual client, a team, or a business to progress. And I love variety. So what I'm aiming to do, and naturally this is how it works out, to have a balance of the different type of experience. It can be really exhausting to do constant one-to-one -one coaching. Sometimes it's really good to have something which balances it out, work with a, with a team, or include some of the consultancy with, uh, with businesses. Now also, you don't need to meet with you all the time, right? So coaching is not always about that you, know, you personally be there, but it can be done over the internet, right? That's a very good point, because this is the very latest trend, is that coaching is so flexible. And actually, there are a significant number of clients who prefer not to meet not to waste time, not to compute. There is technology around, there is Skype, there is FaceTime, there is lots of opportunities even just on the phone. And there are some more traditional clients who appreciate the face-to-face -face connection as well. It depends on the type of client and sometimes on the type of issue as well we are working on. I would ask a personal question, but still relating to coaching, mm -hmm. is that which was your biggest um, achievement for yourself? 
with a client that really just like struggle at the beginning but eventually you got there and then that's actually escalated like a, a volcano and even the client realized that oh my god what I can achieve yes uh, the, the the live bulb moments are, uh, are beautiful with 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 clients and this can be sometimes really small and you just realize it later that actually wow that was something the client just got it at that moment which you would have seen uh, from the outside easy one of my fr- favorite ones is that uh, clients sometimes cry because it can be very op- emotional when you open up real motivations. And this is fantastic when you build a trustworthy relationship, you build a report where, uh, where the client opens up that much and, and show emotions like that. And sometimes they are a bit more difficult to handle and some, sometimes it's positive. So very, very uh, recently, actually, a client who I've been coaching on career and business. This is actually a client where I coached in all different ways, individual, team, leadership, business, all, all, all different, always around the business. And uh, we worked on, on, on several different aspects, working out who they, his resources are, really leveraging on, on, uh, on the business contacts and others. And this time he was telling me that he's got a little baby at home. And he had a super important presentation one day, and we were working on it from a business perspective. It was a big deal. And the baby just didn't sleep the, the, the previous night, so he had only a few hours of sleep. He was, he, was, he was really down. And he was there in the morning talking with his wife that, oh, what's going to happen? It's just, just, just impossible. And the wife looked at him and, and uh, said that, you were made for this. And the, the client was crying when he was telling me that at that point, it just clicked that the best resource, or one of the best resources, is just living next to, next to him. And he never used that, never actually understood, appreciated, and leveraged on his wife, who could actually turn turned him around with half a sentence. He walked out of the door feeling feeling positive. Yes, I'm made for it. And he went in, he, he did a brilliant job and all that, that the business is in. So a very little thing when you actually uh, take something what you've been experiencing, you've been, been great in one part of, of your life and then applying it naturally, intuitively to another part of your, of your life and discovering something which you would have never thought that you've got and it's, it's, it's right beside you. It's interesting because sometimes even if you are just on a train you know, traveling to work, and someone would say, as you said, half a sentence, and that actually just like clicks. That yes, and also surround whoever surrounds you, you know, in your environment, whether it's at home or, or work, but they can, you know, tell you something. And they're not necessarily telling you intentionally or, you Absolutely. know, consciously, yes. but they're just saying it, and then you realize that, oh, oh yeah, yes, yes, that's yes, is there. That's, that's very true. And, there is, and, and this is where coaching comes in. So this client, because he knows the process and the tools and he's been experiencing this on the career side, he actually realized this. He noticed what, what was going on and he is consciously now using his wife as a resource 
to help him in everyday life, in business, whatever comes. So this is where the specific effect of coaching gives a bit more compared to what you just mentioned. Yes. Well, let's talk about a little bit you, okay. about you. Yeah. You are a mom. Yep. And you have a job, which is at Barclays, and then you have a husband. You're doing your career, which is your coaching. Right. How do you balance this? So I've got a part-time job with um, with Barclays. Um, the, the history about this that uh, before I got pregnant and became a mom, I was working uh, full-time for uh, for big banks. Uh, that the last one uh, was Barclays, climbing up the ladder, and I was working on a director level role, looking after big budgets and big-sized teams. And this was the time when I got out of it, dealing with a baby, and you just get a different perspective of of life you've got actually you stepped out of something you are in on a daily basis I had the opportunity to actually review what I'm really passionate about what I'm interested about what actually helped me to get up to that level in a corporation how am I different because I always felt I'm slightly bit different I'm using a bit different tools than a, a classical leader in a big organization like that so when I realized that then I gradually got to coaching that this is something what I would like to explore and my first meeting with coaching was that yep this was made for me so um, I started coaching um, while I was at home with my son and then when it got to the stage to to coming back to the bank then I decided that it might be a good balance of keeping up my my corporate interests keeping up to date with the with, with business and also follow my passion so currently I'm juggling all around the, the part-time job with, with Barclays, working in coaching, building building the business, doing more and more more around that. And I'm and I'm still spending quite a lot of time with my with my son who is still little and this is the most precious time which uh, I'm not willing to give up for uh, for any other jobs. So so the answer is passion. I think um, if you are interested in something, if, if something is motivating you, then you actually gain energy out of it. So this is when I'm working with my with my clients this is how I help them to define what their strengths are. In my definition, strengths is not necessarily what you are good at. It is what you are good at and you are gaining energy. You get out of a, a session and I'm buzzing. I don't, even when people ask, okay, oh, you've got so much on, how many hours do you work? My instant reaction is that I'm only counting my Barclays hours. That's work. Coaching is something, it's, it, it's passion, I enjoy it. It's a beautiful combination when you can actually do what what your passion is so about. you are truly in flow when you are coaching that's absolutely right <laughs> i am <laughs> yes i hope you really found value in this interview and i think that this interview gives a really great insight of what coaching is about and i am a firm believer that everyone needs a coach because those outside, those perspectives, those different point of view, views that a coach or coaches can show you, can you you will be enabled, uh, and you will have those tools that that you need to make the right decisions, whether it is business or whether it's uh, something personal. So I honestly and truly recommend you to to look out for coaches and and you know get some coaches as well 
I hope you enjoyed this session. It's been obviously a longer one, but uh, never, never mind. I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to hear what your thoughts are. So please do comment, share your views. And I hope to see you or hear you the next time. Take care and have a wonderful day.